0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the West and Peachtree Plaza here in Atlanta, Georgia, sunny Atlanta, Georgia, fellas. Uh, it's starting to warm up a little bit and as Ohio State and Georgia draw a little closer to the college football playoff semifinal here at the Peach Bowl, that's the 40-year vet Tim May, that's Andy Backstrom, this is the Buyers Auto playoff drive, of course, thank you, to, as always, to Buyers Auto, the best place to buy a new or used auto in Central Ohio for sponsoring this video. As we look back now on the morning that was, fellas, uh, the Georgia offense, the Ohio State defense, and then a little bit of viewing periods for the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, as they practice inside uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. A lot to draw from all of that, Tim. Uh, your first observation as we got to see 15, 20 minutes of the Buckeyes practice.
1: No Mayan Williams. I understand he is still, it is legit that he is ill, sick, dealing with some kind of uh, situation obviously they weren't saying he was getting treatment yesterday I mean, he practiced on monday the way we understand it and then and then became ill i think you know you probably you probably wondering right now if you're a coaching staff or a training staff uh, is this confined just to mine williams you know what i mean yeah or is this something that could be catchy uh, but uh that's what that's what that situation is matt jones was out there practicing heavily taped right ankle of course has has had all the earmarks of being a high ankle sprain, severe high ankle sprain and got they definitely tweaked. That's a real easy way of saying got uh, wrenched in the uh, the game against Maryland and stuff, but he was out there working out. But a guy that looked good to me in the just the little sessions they were running was Enoch Vimahi. I'm gonna write about him later in the week about how, you know, this could be his real coming out party, just like a uh, you know, uh, last year a couple times he got in the game, but uh, he seems ready for the, the along with Josh Fryer, et cetera. But that's what stood out about getting to watch the open period. Andy? They're pumping in some
2: crowd noise. First time in a dome for a lot of these guys. I think that's something to, to note, I guess, as we're in there. Well, let me ask you this,
1: and- did, did Boston College, because Ohio State practices with that noise all the time. Did yeah. they do that when you were covering Boston College? Yeah,
2: in the indoor facility for sure. Yeah. But you're preparing this time to actually play in a dome, which is hard to replicate yes. even with crowd noise. Yeah, So you can do all you want to simulate it, but this is a different experience for C.J. Stroud, for, you know, a Tommy Eichenberg, someone quarterback in the offense and of the defense. So I think that's something to, to think about. It's interesting as we saw and took it in. It's quite a spectacle that stadium is. Um, so yeah, Myan Williams is definitely the takeaway, I think, from the practice viewing period. We only had 15 minutes. I thought it was interesting to see just the quarterbacks. We don't talk about this as much, but Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, yeah. they're competing as well. CJ Shroud is all but definitively leaving after this game or this year, depending on how far Ohio State goes in this mini tournament. And then who's it going to be after that, Kyle McCord or Devin Brown? That's something that I think we'll talk about more as you know the off season starts. but. It's cool to see them out there competing, throwing the ball around. Yeah.
0: Finally we got to see a little bit of practice. We haven't seen it in quite a while. Uh the crowd noise actually got up to 95 decibels. Uh at one point you got was, a decibel
1: meter on your watch?
0: Yes, I do. A smart watch, but I don't You're say which, one of those. I don't say which brand because they don't sponsor the show. Buyer's <laughs> yeah. Auto does. Uh thank you, Buyers. But you know what uh, you
1: crank up the windows on buyer's auto auto, you don't, you know, it
0: yeah. exactly breaks out the noise. So eighty-eight. Uh, at midfield on the on the corners when uh, when they'll be near you know a lot of Georgia fans or a lot of Ohio State fans from Georgia got up to 95 made sure to track that I thought that was interesting you know the level that they were hoping to get that crowd noise I'm sure to
1: get up to 11.
0: I'm sure there's a there's a science behind how loud they actually want to try the crowd noise I would imagine they're doing that with the offense and the defense as well Um, my big takeaway actually isn't from the open period you guys kind of hit on the Mayan Williams the the Matthew Jones. I wanted to add that Michael Hall looked like he was at full speed, but his yep. thing isn't really lower body. So it's hard to, to gauge if he is at a hundred percent. I think we'll talk to him more tomorrow during. This yeah. uh,
1: seemed to be all along like a neck shoulder kind of situation, yeah. like a stinger situation or something like that. No one's ever defined him. It, yeah.
0: So, you know, we don't really know. I, I'm hoping to talk to him a little more about it tomorrow at, at media day when we get almost the full roster in, in a ballroom here in the Weston. Uh, Aside from that, my big takeaway is these Ohio State safeties, linebackers, they understand the challenge that Georgia's tight ends present. Uh, Darnell Washington looks like Dewan Jones and runs like Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, Brock Bowers does not look like a 6'7 tight end. He is a smaller guy, but he's very quick, they agile. He had Zach
1: Herbstreet playing his part, I think, today in so practice.
0: That, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, Mason, I don't know who,
1: the, who that was in zero. He looked nothing like Darnell Washington.
0: Mason Mags is playing quarterback, playing Stetson Bennett. The, the, Ohio State has a plan to stop this Georgia offense. That's, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth Tim. Uh, you know, Ohio State is preparing pretty well, I think, for this Georgia offensive attack. Whether that's with safeties, I asked Steel Chambers about getting matched up on a tight end because Knowles, Jim Knowles, sorry, loves to put his safeties on those tight ends. But sometimes Georgia does things with these lineback- to make these linebackers cover tight ends. That's my big takeaway here, and I'm going to write about it later at lettermonroe.com. Ohio State has to know where these tight ends are. They have to be able to defend them, but also Kenny McIntosh out of the backfield, Kenny McIntosh up the middle, Vlad McConkey, A.D. Mitchell. Like, There is a lot of talent in this Georgia offense. Yes. Ohio State's got his hands full, and I think the Buckeyes certainly realize that and they understand that they're going to have to execute at a very high level to match up to this Georgia offense.
1: Yeah, they understand it. The other thing they also understand you know, and this is just too bad, you know, when when you live life and your last impression on somebody was for Georgia, it was winning the SEC championship game, really throttling LSU. LSU did throw for over 500 yards in that game, which gives a lot of people hope about Ohio State and this passing attack, which I think is much better than LSU's. But that may be for tomorrow's uh, vidcast, brought to you by Byers Auto. But- uh, Nailed it. They're all getting tired of getting asked about Michigan. Yes, and what else are you gonna ask them about? Like I like I was telling you guys, I'm gonna write a story just about the last impression both of these defenses defenses left on people, and uh, the Georgia guys have been adamant on defense that they want to reestablish defense as a real thing, you know, uh, in college football because most people talk about offense anymore. Uh, Ohio State I thought was trending in that direction until that last impression they left on you. Giving up 355 yards or so on just five plays, all going for touchdowns. You know, as, as we talked about with some of these Ohio State defensive players like Jack Sawyer and and Tommy Eichenberg and, and even uh, Jim Knowles and Steel Chambers, you take those five plays away and about three or four of those scrambles runs by J.J. McCarthy, and that's a pretty good defensive tape for Ohio State. But you can't do that. And, uh, That's why they feel like they are definitely going to be a factor in this game if they have eliminated what turned out to be pretty much an individual mistakes on all five of those plays in one form or fashion, an individual mistake, which cost them big, cost them uh, a chance to play for the Big Ten Championship and uh, and cost them a chance to beat Michigan. It cost us a trip to to, uh, Scottsdale, Tim. Well, maybe, you (laughs) never know. They still, you know, maybe. Uh, you never know. They might have been the number one seed uh, if they had beaten Michigan. Who knows? The point is the committee really liked them. And I've kept telling you all along, if Ohio State had its choice, it was going to come to the Peach Bowl. I still stand by that. What's here? Andy?
2: I mean, I think we hear the same words over and over again, so that's the Michigan game. It's, we're playing aggressive now. Yeah. We're pissed off. You can talk all the talk. We won't know if it hey, actually hey, pans. you think
1: you're upset right right, yeah. right right so yeah. but
2: it's it's one of those things where it's like i see that i hear it and that's all great to be encouraged about if you're a Ohio state fan i think we still need to see it on the field of for course. sure because that was all the talk leading up to the mission game it's not like there wasn't this toughness rebranding that happened all. but last can they year. stop
1: the run you know yeah and they did right until, until they did until they didn't yeah
2: and exactly and then it looks like they absolutely did in the whole game right from the outsider perspective that's
1: what jack sawyer said if you just look at the stats yeah right But it is a
2: really really interesting matchup because you you get a georgia team that you know a lot of people compare to michigan in certain ways i thought it was interesting jack sawyer actually said that penn state reminded him of georgia more than michigan did which you know it's another team that
1: i kind of agree with that
2: to a certain extent it's an interesting assessment because all along people are like oh georgia is the michigan on steroids Um, I, i do think that what stuck out the most is what Spencer was talking about with the tight ends, just the packages they have, not only in the pass game, but also in the run game. Um, you know, Kenny McIntosh, Georgia running back, was talking about how great it is to run behind those guys. Yeah. How much of an advantage it is, just their sheer size and their skill set too. I mean, yeah. Brock Bowers is basically a slot wide receiver in a tight end's body. Yeah. And so the
1: Darnell Washington, no offense, Spencer. He- taller than that to keep going. Well, yeah, he's that tall. And he's 280 or whatever, and he right. runs like the wind, 275, 280, runs like the wind. And you know, with Brock Byers, like you're bringing up, they'll run these what I call these mini jets, mini jet sweeps with him where he comes yep. out of the flanker spot or something like I mean, they do so much with that guy, it's really incredible.
2: So it comes back to, you know, the times in Michigan game where it's just missed assignments. That was a miscommunication, missed assignments. Well, this is a game where you can't have any of that because they're going to move guys around and you got to know where every single one of them is. And I'm really curious to see what the alignment is of this defense. Yeah, are you using the safeties on the tight ends? What are the linebackers doing? Because if you think about how many responsibilities the linebackers have right now, it's the running backs out of the backfield. Kenny McIntosh has like 37 perceptions this season. That's something you've got to worry about. Then defending the tight ends, you don't want to get caught in a situation where, you know, you got Brock Bowers, Steele Chambers, exposing a mismatch you got to know where these guys are, and I think that's going to ultimately be the biggest thing. Are there misassignments? assignments? Because if there are, you're going to have a really hard time stopping Georgia.
0: I completely agree. The other guy that I I kind of like talking to about all this is Lathan Ransom. Uh, it wasn't just, you know, Steele Chambers. That we t- talked a little bit. I asked Steel, I said, hey, uh, you know, Jim Knowles puts those tight ends, you know, to- likes to get the safeties on them. He said, well, that's part of our job too. And I think they, they understand that they're going to defend those running backs out of the backfield, Steele Chambers sure. especially. They're, you know, uh, Alabama, for, for lack of a better comparison, Alabama a couple years ago found a matchup where they had Devontae Smith like two or three different times on tough Borland. And there was the alignment was just that, you know, is that going to happen? I don't know. But Brock Bowers on Tommy Eichenberg, Tommy's really athletic, but I'm not sure that's a winning recipe for Ohio State. Darnell Washington on Steel Chambers, I'm not sure that's really the greatest thing for Ohio State. So the Buckeyes have to do so many different things to be able to match up well against this Georgia defense this Georgia offense rather, and I think they can do it. But that, that game plan has to be so sound. I, I, I think Jim Knowles has earned, you know, I thought the game plan was good against Michigan, a couple mistakes here and there as far as play calling goes. But I I do think that Jim Knowles has done a good job this year of having good game plans, you know, against Penn State tight ends. You, said, you say Penn State, now all I can think about is Penn State and Georgia and, and how that's probably a good comparison. It's kind of funny, Tim. Georgia is comparing Ohio State to Tennessee and Ohio State's like, no, we're not that and Ohio State's comparing Georgia to Penn State rather than Michigan. And I'm sure there are people from Georgia who are like, no, we're probably more like Michigan. So it's just an interesting dynamic here. But I do think that that this Ohio State defense can be successful against Georgia's offense. It just has to, I don't think it even has to play a perfect game. You know, teams in the playoffs score 40 points. You just have to be able to limit the big plays, make Stetson Bennett snap another, another, take another snap, make Kenny McIntosh, have another carry. Make Brock Bowers try to contest catches. It's all of those little things that are going to add up that'll make the difference. If well, Ohio going to make this game one to remember down here at the Beach Bowl. as
1: Ohio State's not going to shut down Georgia's offense. No, no, not at all. Just like you're pointing out, I mean, we can talk about the matchups and stuff. Uh, there's one thing about a guy being in position against Darnell Washington or Brock Bowers on the edge or something. You still got to make the play. You still got to make the tackle. You still yeah. have the chance of getting run over. I mean, all these things are going to happen. These games, you know, and these are the. This is why it makes it hard to predict these games. Is these games are almost always decided by big plays, where a guy just breaks open right out of the blue, cracks your defense. wasn't so much cracks your defense, but you put the defense in a conundrum: do I come up or do I stay back? Mm-hmm. The main thing you can't do is just literally come flying to the football, come flying to the line of scrimmage every time if you're in a high State defensive back, if you sense, run. Because these guys are really good on the play action. They're really good on Stetson Bennett eluding the initial rush and getting outside, stepping up, stepping inside. He does, I think he scrambles best when he steps up and inside. So these defensive ends, Jack Sawyer, JT Tui-Molowau, Zach Harrison, Javante Jean-Baptiste, whoever's in the game, you can't be lured into, like I told J.T. him, out, you know, their tackle is like a dance you outside and deep. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're having some success, but really you're opening this re- escape lane inside for Stetson Bennett. If anything, you want Stetson Bennett to like have bail like he's coming out of a jet fighter out the backside, you know, up high and then come around. There are all these little rudiments that they failed on in several different situations against Michigan, letting J.J. McCarthy slip out. You know, run the ball a few times, and we've talked about that.
2: Not just Michigan and Maryland the week Oh yeah, before. exactly. Talia T- had the same kind of success scrambling, and you got to contain in that situation. It's actually really interesting with the Stetson Bennett because if you haven't watched Georgia, your initial take on Stetson is probably oh he just manages the game. Oh, hum. Yeah, he yeah. just kind of does what he needs to do to not lose them the game. That's not at all no. what it is, and actually. You know, it's funny talking to the Georgia players because they're like, sometimes we don't even know where he is. He's scrambling around. It's hard to keep track of him. He's got a dead leg move he uses to kind of hesitate and get people off, you know, out of their cleats. And I think like he's just so much more athletic than people give him credit for. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Ohio State can use that to, it, to its advantage in some way. You know, yeah. maybe just forcing him out, get him antsy, get him scrolling. You know, more yep. than he has to. Get yes. him out of his platform. Exactly. And, and use that to your advantage. I yeah. think.
1: And I, as I brought up yesterday, he is a gamer. That's why it took him so long to establish himself because he had to get in the games to show that he, he's really good up here. Yeah. And he's really good. and He's got enough athletic ability, like you said, that limp leg he can throw at people, et cetera. He has enough athletic ability to keep plays alive. Is he Dan Marino? You know, is he Cam Newton? You know, think of an imposing physical guy in some form or fashion. No, he's not that. But man, there have been a lot of guys his size who've been great quarterbacks especially in college, JT Barrett comes to mind. You know what I mean? I mean, guys that can keep plays alive, can make things happen, and that's where he's at. That's his forte. Well, and I think one of
0: the biggest things for Ohio State against Stetson Bennett, he's confident. Like, this yeah. is this is a guy who at this point last year, I'm not sure if he had the same confidence. I, he'd probably be better to listen to the guys over at Dogs HQ and the On 3 Network to to hear about that, but this is a guy who has, his confidence has just continued to rise. And this quote from him today about Georgia's tight ends, you know, he was asked about the Ohio State defensive game plan against Georgia's tight ends. And he said, they're going to have to execute and they're going to have to have a plan because we have the two best tight ends in the country. He's not wrong, but also that's not a statement I think Stetson Bennett would make a year ago Telling a defense, "Hey, you, you're going to have to do a good job against us." that You know, that's a bold statement for a quarterback to make, but that's how confident Stetson Bennett is. I think Ohio State is equally confident, even after the Michigan game. I think they've done a good job of raising their confidence level, despite the last time them being on the field was watching the back of a winged helmet. But I do think that it's a the Georgia. Georgia knows it's good, and I, I gathered that from the Georgia defense last last time we talked about this yesterday, the Georgia defense just knows that it is damn good. Well, the Georgia offense isn't far behind. It goes against that defense every day. It realizes how good it is too. And Ohio State is playing, not only the best team in the country, but I would say the most confident team in the country because this Georgia team,
1: uh, it's got the juice. If I hear iron sharpens sharpens iron one more time. I know it, yeah. They use that phrase, bloody Tuesday. Urban Meyer introduced that phrase to Ohio State football way back when about these ridiculous hard – you know, we've heard Ohio State players, some rejoice, some not rejoice, the bloody Tuesdays and some of the hard practices even on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, these guys all are – these teams have both been – have been built and galvanized by physical tough practices. And uh, like I said, you know, go back to that Michigan game. Ohio State's tough now. No, go back and watch the plays, man. Ohio State and this didn't make any excuse because those plays count. But Ohio State wasn't necessarily out physical or anything. It got it blew it on five plays, which cost them dearly. And uh, Georgia is susceptible occasionally to giving up the big play. But as Jim Knowles will tell you, when he talked about five explosive plays, he's talking about you know big time gains in a game. He's not talking about big time gains in a game that go for touchdowns. Yeah. As I told you. I call those incendiaries because you've got to go put the fire out after something like that. That's what cost Ohio State in that Michigan game. They didn't just give up the big gains. They gave up big gains for touchdowns. Cannot do that on Saturday night. Or this could get out of hand, but it could also get out of hand for Georgia in the same regard.
2: Yeah, I mean, toughness, you're right. It wasn't that they got out physical against Michigan, but mental toughness is part of that too. and yeah. Execution, and yeah. there's certain plays where, yeah, Jim Knowles doesn't regret some of the calls he made. One was the Cam Brown play. Just didn't make the tackle. But the blitz was fine. The way it was called, you should have made the tackle in that situation. It was a good throw by J.J. McCarthy off his back foot. Yep. And the tackle should have been made. A better angle should have been had. And, and that's a play that needs to be made. So again, that's just execution. Um, that's not a matter of toughness. And I think what's really... I'm excited to see is how much have they added to this defense because Jim Knowles opened his press conference today saying, yeah, we've, we've had a chance to upgrade and add some things in this month of preparation. Well, how much do you add? You know, yeah. it was talked about how do you react to a, a game like Michigan? You don't yeah. want to overreact, but you do want to fix things. So how much are they going to add schematically? What are we going to see formationally? And is it going to be too much or too little?
1: Yeah, and I, and as I said to him near the end of his when we had our little session with him, you know, on the outside there, I said, you know, the default excuse everybody's gone to is, you were way too aggressive in that game. You know, he didn't think so. I mean, the rest of the defensive guys didn't think so. Uh, but when you have a guy put in a one-on-one situation, no matter how it ends up, no matter how that is evolved to that, he's got to just make the tackle or stay with the receiver, not let him get wide open like the one did down the middle. That was That was purely... That was a huge mistake by that defender. Yeah. I think it was Ken Martinez. Well, oh, it's it's okay to call his name out because everybody saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you had Lathan Ransom. They had a ran into each other. The two, two uh, the two Michigan uh, uh, receivers basically ran a mesh or ran a little cross there, right? A little scissors route right in front of them. And Lathan kind of got jammed up and tried to stay with the guy, but didn't be. And boy, JJ McCarthy spotted it. Touchdown. You know what I mean? That, that, Those are the kind of things. Some are self-induced and some are not. Some are a good plan by the offense. But you give up five of those and, you know, you're done for in a game like that. And they know that. And uh, they weren't out physical in that game, but it is what it is. That was the last impression.
0: Yeah, Saturday can't come soon enough because as much as I love standing around talking about the Ohio State-Michigan game, Ohio State plays the number one team in the country in three days. All we've talked about all week is the Michigan game. And I understand why, but also uh, it's on to Georgia. And Ohio State seems to have a a good idea of what they're going to do against Georgia that they didn't do against Michigan. Uh, I'm excited to watch that on Saturday. I'm also excited to be able to talk about Ohio State-Georgia, not Ohio State-Michigan. Three days away, Ohio State-Georgia in the Peach Bowl. We just went into the the Big Body Benz, as they like to call it, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That was a lot of fun, fellas, that stadium. What an
1: impressive building. I've never been in there. Like I I was saying on some other thing earlier today it's this beautiful impressive building with a football field in the middle of it yeah. you know yeah. and soccer field excuse me that's they
0: football, play it's, a football. it's a football it's a football stadium too they, they can do whatever they... they got
1: this big art deco arty Artie uh soccer ball right outside the stadium it's uh, all sparkly and silver and stuff so i think they the soccer people considered a soccer stadium
0: It's a football stadium. Pitch. They'll play football there Saturday night, Ohio State, Georgia, in the Peach Bowl in the college football playoff semifinal, 8 o'clock. Get your popcorn ready. It should be a lot of fun. That's Andy Backstrom. That's Tim May. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Uh, Full coverage, LettermanRow.com, of the Peach Bowl, of the entire college football playoff. We'll have it there. $10 $10 until next August, that's a hell of a deal. Come hang out on the message board. Check out the recruiting coverage from back in Columbus and soon to be in San Antonio from Matt Parker. He's going to the All-American Bowl next week. A yep. uh, lot of coverage to look forward to at LettermanRow.com where we cover the Buckeyes all year round and all week as we are on-site in Atlanta for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl semifinal between Ohio State and Georgia. We will see you back in the Weston Tree on Thursday for more coverage of Ohio State.